Welcome to The Daily Influence, where our mission is to deliver a daily dose of positive influence that can uplift you personally or be shared within your sphere of influence. While not every episode may directly apply to your unique circumstances, we strive to provide insights and inspiration relevant to most people's daily, weekly, and monthly lives. Whether you are tuning in during the morning, noon, or night, The Daily Influence is here for you. Listen, share, and embrace the power of influence in your life. Hey everybody, Brian Smith here with The Daily Influence, and today we're going to recap our weeks-long discussion on bias, and just kind of unpack it, uh, put it away, and move us forward into our next section next week, which is on communication and effective communication, and how that can support us in our best self-quest in being the most positive individual influence we can be, which is our goal here at the I and Team series. So let's start with unpacking bias. There's three different types of bias that we deal with within ourselves, not the actual biases we have, not the different types of biases that we have towards things, but the different types of biases that we have to deal with, which are conscious biases, that's the ones we know what we prefer or don't prefer, we know what we are biased against or bias for. That's our conscious bias. Then there's our subconscious bias, which is that bias that kind of lays really kind of below the surface. We don't really think about those biases very often, but we have them and they tend to influence us through emotion or physical reaction when we are put in situations where those biases are engaged. Those can be biases of people we don't like to be around, situations we don't like to be around, uh, foods we don't like, music we don't like, politics we don't like. And, and when those biases are triggered, if we actually slow down and think about, wow, that's odd, why do I think that way? We can automatically pinpoint that, well, I have a bias against that which is upsetting me. Then there's the sub or unconscious bias. Unconscious bias, if you recall, is one that we can't really clearly define why we have it. We don't know why we might not like a certain type of person. There was no really situation or influence in our life that we can point to and say, I don't like this person because of this issue or this situation. We just, we can't really explain it. We just know we don't like it. And those are the hardest to unpack. Unconscious biases require generally third-party interaction or support, third-party influence to help us unpack the entire issue, maybe dig a little bit deeper, ask really difficult questions. Also, that person might help us to level out or manage our emotions at the time that are bubbling up for those issues, the physical attributes that come from that. So identifying and and understanding these biases is important. Remember, it's an important part of who we are as humans. Our biases are there to protect us. That's why we have them. They're, They're there to try to keep us safe. They've evolved into a more complex psychological issue that we deal with that help us to group ourselves with others, align ourselves in situations where we're the most comfortable, defend ourselves against those things, have have self-justification, which may or may not be the right reaction to them. But biases are a natural part of being human. 
So being non-judgmental about them in your area of influence with yourself and others is really important because knowing that they're natural means that you should be able to accept biases for not what they are, what they do, but that they happen. And that it's safe and healthy to talk about them. What's most terrifying about them is that uh, uh, learning about them can be scary, um, can be difficult oftentimes. Looking in the mirror and unpacking ourselves for ourselves, for the betterment of ourselves and others, can oftentimes be a little bit terrifying. Work through that. Again, stay non-judgmental. Uh, as we moved into and through identifying these three biases and how they influence us, we got deeper into the identification process, really what drives them, uh, what makes us feel the way we do in these situations. And unpacking that uh, can be difficult, but it's also very healthy and can lead to very positive interactions. When we learn about our biases and we understand how we engage our own biases, but also how we react to other people's biases, we become empowered with ourselves. We become in more control of our emotions and those things that can affect our emotions, which can give us more control over our behavior that is triggered from these biases and these situations. So identifying them and unpacking them can really get away from the us versus them that comes out of some biases and into the why is that happening? Is this healthy? Is it really protecting me? Am I closing myself off to maybe some better interactions, some better comminglings, some better communication, some better relationships with people that might actually help me to be a more positive individual and have a more influential, positive influence in whatever area of influence we find yourself. These reactions we have to them is also very important to understand. We talked about the different reactions that we go through. Identifying those reactions, talking about them with someone that we trust is really important. It makes us vulnerable, but being a vulnerable leader makes us a more powerful leader. People that see leaders become vulnerable can open themselves up more to that leader which can help us learn more about each other and work through some of these challenges we might have. Vulnerability is a powerful tool, and part of being vulnerable also is being empathetic. Uh, to be vulnerable, we need to have empathy, not just with ourselves, but with others who are influenced by us or who influence us. So once we understand these responses that we have, these reactions we have to bias, we can engage these different uh, introspective thoughts and these introspective tactics to better get better control over those reactions, engage with them, and begin to use them and react better to biases so that we make better decisions from those biases. Do I truly need to be afraid? Should I really not be engaging with these types of people or these types of situations? Should I be opening myself up to more diverse environments? that were limited because of my bias. And now that I've opened them up, uh, am I creating opportunities and advantages for myself that will allow me to expand and grow uh, and evolve in a more positive, influential way? And whatever area of influence you 
you find yourself. So these understandings of bias can lead to these things and employing these tactics can help us to be better, positive, influential individuals. Then there's the types of biases. And as we get deeper into bias and start to identify our biases, we want to put a name to them. And it's hard to do that if we don't know where they come from. But once we start to identify those biases, we learn about our confirmation bias. We talked about uh, refusing to draw confusion, uh, conclusions based on reality. Um, we ignore facts and only confirm through our own feelings. I think that's right, so it is. Uh, that group over there is going along with it, so I go along with them. But there's no basis in that following, so that becomes a bias. It's called the confirmation bias. The affinity bias is connecting with others who look like us, who are similar to us. It's, it's Affinity bias is similar to confirmation bias because it can evolve into that. We fall in line with a group because we agree with them because of their emotion, their positivity, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that emotion or positivity is driven by fact. Uh, that turns into affinity bias or similarity bias. And then we have beauty bias where we find ourselves drawn to people just because of the way they look, the way they dress, uh, the way they aspire to be, their height, their weight. Um, uh, that drives us and can have us overlook maybe behavior traits or other traits that could negatively influence us as humans. The halo or horn effect, putting people on a pedestal because of an action they did, which might cause us to ignore other traits they have. And we see that a lot with actors or sports people where we put them on a pedestal because they're an actor and they're famous or because they're good at a sport. Taking them out of that particular area of influence that they have, whether they're a good athlete or a, or a popular person, and seeing how they live, seeing the decisions they make as an individual, we would never find ourselves putting them on that pedestal, thinking of them as an influence in our life. But we ignore those things because of their fame, because of their fortune. Similarly, the horns side of that, where we dismiss people for their influence because they may have done something wrong at some time, but they still have something important to say. They still have a message for us. They still have influence that could help us be our better self or be more positive in our life. Uh, contrast bias is a combination of halo uh, and horns in where we compare two or more things leading to an exaggeration of them. Again, that could take uh, these famous people who have one view we like, but the rest we don't. So we still grab on to that. Gender bias, age bias, uh, those are very typical. Gender being men, women, we might prefer to be around them. Age, young, old, we dismiss people because of those things. Identifying those and that they are influencing us in a negative way can move us along to help create better, diverse uh, areas of influence for ourselves. Performance bias in organizations can be very damaging where only the salespeople are important. So I'm biased to only giving my support to sales. But what about all the people who support sales? And if, if we only support one group of people based on their performance, 
Are we leaving others behind who won't rise with them and grow with them and be able to support them in their growth and in their evolution? And then we outpace them and we create gaps. So uh, performance biases can be very dangerous in organizations or in teams, any team environment. Likeability bias, why we like somebody. Uh, attribution biases, mater maternal biases. But the final one is intersectionality, is where we combine multiple biases together to compound the negativity or the positivity of our bias that gets in the way of objective thinking that can cause us to make very bad decisions sometimes and really restrict our ability to be our best self or our best team self uh, going forward. All of these biases create unintended consequences. We limit our ability to grow. We don't offer us the best opportunity to be our best self. And our best individual self doesn't necessarily mean me, though I always want to be my best self for anyone that I influence, meaning that whenever I insert myself into a group, I'm helping them, that group, be its best self so that we can achieve whatever common goal we have together. Unintended consequences happen, especially with affinity bias. Uh, affinity bias. So affinity bias is having us group together. It comes from our tribe aspects as human, but it can create unintended consequences. Having too many of one kind of person together gives us yes men or people who only flock together. And we don't get any opposite information. We end up having gaps that get blinded. We don't see those gaps. So the unintended consequences of bias can be that we lose focus or we have too much focus. And we have that uh, 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 unconscious focus where we miss things. So it's really important to understand that unintended consequences come from our biases. They create gaps and they create opportunities for mistakes to happen, for negativity to fester and grow. And it limits us. It limits us as individuals. It limits us as teams. So Unpacking bias is really important for you. Slowing down and going through it, maybe listening to our individual sessions on bias one or two times. It's a very difficult topic. It's very difficult for us to look in the mirror and challenge our biases. It's very difficult for us to get together with somebody who might have opposite biases from us and have objective, non-judgmental conversations. I challenge you to try to do that. Do it with people that you're comfortable with, get good at it, and then expand outward. Bring in more people into these discussions. Bring in more diversity into these discussions. Help to grow your foundation of influence so that it's more positive. And next, we're going to talk about how to communicate that better, how to be the best communicator you can so that when you're having these discussions that are difficult with self and with others, you can do it with the most positive influence you can. Hope you have a great weekend. I look forward to talking to you again next week.